Within the Geek Cave, there lives a sarcastic woman who jumped the snark years ago. With her cynicism talisman forever upon her neck, she guides you through the cinematic wasteland. It's time for the more than monthly movie review from the GRD Cinemistress, Carol the Cat. This is the fourth time I have attempted to record this review. All other times, my audio has been crap. And yes, I know nobody's thinking about this movie anymore, but damn it, I saw it, so I'm going to record a review. And I'm going to drink whiskey while doing it, so if I start slurring toward the end, you know what happened. Hello, wonderful humans. This is the Cinemistress, and I went to the movies. I went and saw Madam Web. This is the latest superhero movie from Sony Pictures in conjunction with Marvel Entertainment. This stars Dakota Johnson, Adam Scott, Tahir Rahim, and Sidney Sweeney, and is directed by S.J. Clarkson. I'm so sorry, Ms. Clarkson, that this is your directorial debut. This is set in the same universe as the Sony Spider-Man movies, as well as the Venom movies, the upcoming Craven movie, and the Morbius movie. Do you remember Morbius? It's Morbin time. Remember how everyone convinced Sony that we really wanted Morbius in the theaters one last time so we could see it? Don't do that with this one. As a matter of fact, two of the writers from Morbius returned for this movie, because apparently somebody gave them a second chance. Look, I went into this film hoping that it was on par with Morbius, that I would laugh at it a bit, and that someone somewhere would look like they're having a fun time. I did not anticipate a good film. I mean, really, did you see the trailer? So, did Madam Web clear the low bar set by Morbius? Let's find out. There will be light spoilers throughout this review. I don't care enough about this film to save the spoilers until the end, and there's really not much to spoil. But first, your plot. Our hero here is Cassandra Webb. Cassandra's mother was a spider researcher, I guess, who was searching for an ultra-rare spider in the Peruvian Amazon. She believes the venom of this spider will cure many, many diseases, which is why she's traipsing through the Amazon jungle in the third trimester of her pregnancy. Once she finds the ultra-rare spider, yes, it was just that easy, Ezekiel Sims, her research assistant betrays her and steals the spider and shoots her, and then she dies giving birth to Cassandra. Cassandra grew up in the foster care system, and the only way she knew her mother was through her research notes, which she apparently has, because the person funding the research in the Amazon didn't want them, and neither did her research assistant that betrayed her. So, yeah, those got shipped to America with the baby. Who funded this research? Who knows? Maybe it was Morbius. Thirty years later, Cassandra is on her own working as an EMT in Queens, New York. One day, on her way to work, she has encounters with three teenage girls. And then once at work, she goes to the site of an automobile accident and promptly dies trying to save a man. Her partner, Ben, revives her with the magic of CPR. More on that in a bit. But because she's had this near-death experience, this has awakened in her some spider powers. Apparently, when her mother gave birth to her, these Peruvian spider people helped her out and use the venom of that ultra-rare spider to heal her enough to give birth to Cassandra. And as a result, Cassandra has some sort of latent spider powers. 
and this near-death experience set them off. Look, I know that kind of sounds stupid, but it doesn't sound any more stupid than Peter Parker getting bit by a radioactive spider and being able to shoot webs out of his hands. So I'll allow it. She now has the ability to see into the future. Not like a lot, but a little. Enough to know that the three teenage girls she had encounters with are being targeted by a man who wants to kill them. This man is her mother's former research assistant who stole the spider and is now using the spider powers for something. More on that in a little bit. In an effort to save the girls from Ezekiel, she kidnaps them. Kind of. She must then confront her past and harness her powers to defeat Ezekiel and help those three girls become the spider women they were meant to be. And that's all I'm going to tell you about the plot. Let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of this film. First, the good. Well, the costumes for the future spider women look pretty cool. What you see of them, which isn't a whole lot. You mostly see them in the dreams that Ezekiel is having. Adam Scott looks nice. I mean, he's got facial hair and that's always a benefit for Adam Scott. So he looks good, although he doesn't do a hell of a lot here. Oh, and I will say it accurately portrays how it feels to be at a baby shower when you don't have children and you're single. That's it. That's all I got for the good. Let's get into the bad. I was really hoping that this movie would delve into the so bad it's good category. And there are a couple of moments that hit that. Whenever they deal with Cassandra's past and her mother, it's comedy gold. Her mother was literally traipsing around the Amazon while she was nine months pregnant. We learn the reason she did this, the reason why she was so desperate to find this spider, is because Cassandra was going to be born with this medical condition. And she wanted to find the spider, get its venom, synthesize its venom, and cure this disease before her daughter was born. So that's a hell of a timeline. <laughs> I guess that's why she chose such a horrible assistant in Ezekiel Sims, who immediately steals the spider and kills everybody, but neglects to take all of the notes with him. So what's he doing with the spider? And this brings us to my first major complaint with this movie, and that is the villain. Why is he a villain? Well, he's a villain because he wants to kill these three girls. Well, why does he want to kill these three girls? Because he keeps having dreams that they will eventually become spider women and they will kill him. So he's using all these super spider powers to kill these three girls. Is that all he's doing? Is he not using his spider powers for nefarious reasons elsewhere? We learn nothing about him other than he lives in a penthouse with a spider and he wants to kill these three girls. He has like a spider suit and everything, but he's not like robbing banks or acting as a hitman. He's not doing any villainous things besides stealing the spider and shooting Cassandra's mother. Is he really a villain or is he just some dude with night terrors? If we had just had like, a throwaway line that there was a rash of bank robberies done by this Spider-Man. I could maybe believe he was more of a villain than he actually is. But here he's, his only purpose is to go after these three girls. And I don't know what it was about Tahir Rahim's performance as Ezekiel, but they felt the need to dub all of his lines. And I'm pretty sure it's his voice with the dubbing. So I'm not sure why they felt the need to ADR everything, but but when they did, it's ever so slightly off. So whenever he speaks, it looks strange. 
But his isn't the only bad performance. I have never been a fan of Dakota Johnson. There are only two movies that she's been in that I actually like. And I like them in spite of her, not because of her. That's Bad Times at the El Royale and the remake of Suspiria. Here, she's completely wooden. She is obviously aware that the movie she's in is bad, so she doesn't really care about her performance at all. And it comes across as just really lackadaisical, particularly at the end. When she goes to Peru to actually find where her mother was doing her research, they didn't even care enough to give her like a water bottle or a backpack or anything. It's like she got off the bus in Peru and walked through the Amazon directly to this waterfall that she had a photograph of. She had a hand-drawn map and a photograph of a waterfall, and somehow she just walked there immediately. No problems, no issues, no water, no food. She just walked through the Amazon jungle and found these spider people immediately. It's so poorly written. And Johnson doesn't do anything to make this scene come alive at all. She's just there with her little flannel shirt tied around her waist, looking like she just walked from the bus stop. I guess it was a good thing that Cassandra's mother was searching for this spider right next to a bus stop. (laughs) I also found the three teenagers to be really stereotypical. One's a brain, one's shy, one's a rebel. They became very annoying five minutes after meeting them. They do nothing but argue with each other and make any situation they're in completely worse. Also, they're terrible Girl Scouts. At one point, Cassandra leaves them in the forest. Don't ask. She just leaves them in the forest so she can go back home and get her mother's diary. But she leaves them in the forest and tells them to be Girl Scouts. So they light a fire and then decide to go to a diner. And they just leave the fire going as they leave. You're terrible Girl Scouts. What the hell are you doing? As a result, I didn't really care what happened to them. and I was kind of hoping that Ezekiel would at least kill one of them. Which I don't think is what the movie was going for. Adam Scott is completely wasted in this movie. He's in just a few scenes and all he's there for is just to babysit these girls for a moment or two. This movie is a mess. The script's a mess. The acting is a mess. The villain is a mess. The hero is a mess. But there are two things in this movie that do belong in the ugly. One, after Cassandra kind of kidnaps the girls, she brings them to a hotel and the wallpaper in this hotel is so terrible, it made my eyes hurt. It It's blurry on purpose. And they spend like 10 minutes in this damn hotel, and the entire time I was just staring at this hideous wallpaper, and it was hurting my eyes. But I couldn't look away, because it was so hideous. And the second thing is every depiction of CPR. So do you want to know how to learn to do CPR? This movie shows you. It's very easy. All you have to do is lace your fingers together, And then lightly press on the upper torso, doesn't matter where, upper torso of a human being who is dead. And you just lightly press their upper torso as arrhythmically as possible. And then eventually they'll wake up. They'll wake up and they'll be fine. They can get up and walk around and and go, oh, no, I'm fine. I can go home now. And that apparently is CPR. You don't have to breathe for them. You don't have to, you know, do that mouth to mouth thing. Who wants to do that? Icky. Just lightly press their upper torso somewhere. Fast or slow, doesn't matter. They'll wake up and they'll be fine. There's like three or four instances of CPR in this movie and each and every one of them is just like that. 
CPR is apparently that easy. Final thoughts? Madam Web is a mess. I knew it was going to be a mess going in. I was hoping it'd be a fun mess, but it wasn't really a fun mess. At least Morbius had Matt Smith, who looked like he was having a fun time. Here, nobody seems to be having a fun time at all. I didn't think we could get worse than Morbius, but here we are. Things do not look good for Craven later on this year. Girl Power Be Damned, Morbius is a slightly better film. But given the choice between the two, I'd rather be watching Spider-Man No Way Home for the 12th time. This is a comic book movie. I'm giving it a comic book rating. I am giving Madam Web a 2.5. This movie shows extensive evidence of handling with multiple moderate to major defects. I do hope that S.J. Clarkson gets a chance to direct another movie. I can't say the directing here is the major problem. It's mostly the script and the acting. The directing is fine. It's passable. And she deserves a second chance. You gave the writers of Morbius a second chance. Can you give the director of Madam Web a second chance? You can skip this one. I'm sure it's going to be on streaming very, very soon. This is the Cinemistress signing out. And I'm telling you, Spider-Man needs to copyright his shit. Because everybody's out there with spiders all over their chest, being spider people in New York is disrespectful. Plus, I hope somebody went and took care of Ezekiel's spider. I mean, that's the only one we found. GRD is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States License. Come check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hit up our website at geekradiodaily.com. Find more of Carol the Cat at guardiansofthegeekery.com and purplehairedpixie.com. 